0: Vampire the Masquerade Hellfire Nights
1: Hello everyone. And welcome to another episode of Hellfire Nights brought to you by the Bardic College. My name is Raz, storyteller in this case, and we're here joined by the entire team. And we're just going to take a moment and fill you in on where we are at. Last time we left the group, they had assembled at Evelyn Wolf's house. Rosamund had offered to show them the location of where she believed Bartholomew might be located. She was going to do that with a minor spell, taking some of the vitae that was left in Rennie. That she had procured from the chantry. And they were going to, she was going to try to ascertain via this spell where they could let Mary Reed, the the Archon of, of the Camarilla, know where Bartholomew Primogen of Clan Nosferatu is currently being housed. They've also spoken at some length offline and have decided to come up with a plan on how to create a diversion for Mary Reed and deal with the sigils that Ashenbrenner and Dr. Jackal encountered on their last foray into the Whitechapel district. there The night is starting to lengthen and they have a lot to do. So we're going to turn it over to the players and start doing these encounters quickly and set up the situation and find out if all their planning and the thought that they have put into this it will, will give them the result that they were hoping for. Players, good evening. How's
0: everybody tonight? Confident.
2: Excited. Oh. Just feeling
3: great.
0: Absolute confidence. 100%. Nothing could as a possibly baby's go wrong. wrong. Exactly.
4: Just, a little bit <laughs> to society.
3: see how things unfold. In all honesty,
0: to quote Terry Pratchett, it's a one in a million chance, but it just might, might. work. <laughs> that is
2: true. <laughs> I think our chance. I think our chances are better than one in a million. Yeah, yes, it's like absolutely. one
0: in eight hundred and fifty thousand, probably.
2: Oh, yeah, that sounds.
5: to use one of my other favorite quotes: "So you're saying there's a chance?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the one. So, uh, okay, everyone. the The scene when we left it was Rosamund being screamed at by Evelyn. Not in my house. Not in my house. And then she acquiesced <laughs> just for a brief moment, and Rosamund looks down at a map and points out a house. That sits off Flagstaff Street in the Whitechapel District and says there is an alleyway there. And somewhere through the alleyway, there are a series of old buildings that this block of flats went up around. And in back in that alley, somewhere in there, they she believes Bartholomew can be found. It's a big building. it's It's very long. And it's at least two stories tall. That's all she can give you. But it's off Flagstaff Street in the back through the alleyway.
0: Now, I have never. Now Ashenbrenner has never seen Tevi's house. Doesn't know the location. Is this around where he and Dr. Jackal were accosted last time?
1: Yes, and it's definitely a. a it's not. It's about three or four blocks away from where the team met Tevi in his private residence. So Bartholomew is being kept somewhere else, but still near the brothel. It's okay. still close enough to where your plan will unfold, hopefully, the way you anticipated. Alright? So, Evelyn, it's your home. You're here. Simona has other things that she needs to do, but first we'll start with you, Evelyn. You have to get a large group of people mobilized from down by the Thames, which isn't far from the Whitechapel District. Do you... How are you want to do it? What's the timetable you're setting? Right now we're going to call it 10pm.
2: Okay. I propose to cause as much of a ruckus as possible. I have a ship. It's already docked in London tonight. So there'll be an abundance of people in my employ at the docks. I propose that I take a carriage down and a bag full of money and direct the men to stop what they're doing and immediately go into Whitechapel to this brothel uh, that Dr. Jackal and Ashenbrenner have spoken of and to just really enjoy themselves.
0: Have them ask for Vince.
2: Vince? Okay. All right. Vince at
5: the brothel. Wonderful job. He'll definitely put things into motion in his own way.
2: Vince at the brothel. Okay, excellent.
1: What time do you think you want to set this off?
2: Realistically, like 1130 midnight, if I left within the next like 10 minutes.
1: And that's Rosamond's not in position to break the sigils down. And that's two hours. So you're going to have to plan a a little
2: bit later. Okay.
1: Yep. So what's the time? 1 a.m. Everybody okay with 1 a.m.?
2: I think that's 1 enough time.
0: Everybody arrives at Should the brothel. Be fine. Copy that.
3: Excellent. Okay. Cutting it tight, but <laughs> get it done. Yeah.
0: Synchronizing
1: pocket watchers now. <laughs> All right. Rosamund, you have, the, you have the next biggest part in this as far as getting everybody in and out safely, having it so that the sigils drop. You believe you can cut, blanket the area with one ritual in about two hours. You are going to require additional blood. Evelyn is willing to give you some blood from down below in the basement you uh, can collect the three or four blood points that you'll need to pull this ritual off but it leaves you incredibly incredibly vulnerable you will be at some points even not aware of what's going on around you Uh, the ritual is takes all of your concentration is there somebody you would prefer or wish to ask to guard you while you're trying to cast and and bring down these sigils
3: I can't think of anybody that isn't currently trying to find Niccolo Machiavelli, mm. <laughs> like all my Tremere buddies are. <laughs> oh,
0: so shady! Do you sell umbrellas, parasols? <laughs> yep.
3: <laughs> but uh, I, I guess the. The guardian that was left behind by His Majesty. She's got some tough points. Maybe she'll look out for me.
1: So, you're, you're the, the team and yourself have come to the, the idea that Sarah, who um, is also a Highland lass, she's a Highland lass, um, a ventrue herself, and Kiernan's basically his muscle, uh, that he left here with Evelyn for the case of trying to locate Bartholomew. You're going to try to enlist, or you're going to enlist Sarah to protect you during the ritual. Yes. All right. So Sarah will it's be with
3: like
1: Rosmond. Okay. Simona, you have to track down and find Mary Reed. Tell me a little bit about what you're wearing, how you look, what's your dress like?
4: So um, for the first time in probably ever, um, Simona is going to be wearing pants. So while she was out um, buying herself clothes the last time, she wanted to put in a special order just because she had a feeling that things would get like a little bit harried and she didn't want to be fighting people in silk. So she's going to be wearing pants, a tailored shirt and a long coat um, where she can easily conceal her dagger that she wears on her hip.
1: OK, so your job is to be is to find there was an explosion uh, at a, in a warehouse area where several brujas have been known to get together and discuss the current regimes and philosophies and all the other things that the clan of Bruja or bruja tends to fixate on during the you know a reign of a prince they're always battering about how things could be better and you know they they like to stir the pot a lot so there was a some sort of an incident down there you believe Mary will be in that location you're dressed accordingly in the way you want to be ready in case there's action it's a little after 10 o'clock as the team is talking about five minutes after. 1 a.m. seems to be the target time to have Mary in the in that area. What time do you want to start heading out?
4: As soon as possible. So I would go upstairs, get changed, I would bid everyone a quick farewell, tell everyone to stay safe and head out to find Mary as soon as possible.
1: Okay, Evelyn, you have fifteen blood points that you can let them have from after Niccolo and your feast from the other evening without killing any of your people downstairs. The minimum the minimum Rosamond will need is four. The minimum.
2: So give Rosamond six and everybody else so six, nine.
1: Everybody else would get three.
2: Yeah. Is that Yep. Is does that math compute? Yes. Okay, excellent. Everybody else gets three.
1: Okay. Rosamond. Um sorry, Simona, you had something else you wanted to add?
4: Yeah, I just wanted to um because I I know that like I mentioned it last time, but um before I leave, I wanted to ask uh, Evelyn to send a message, um through her quickest ways of communication just to Bastion to get the hell out of wherever he is and go somewhere safe.
1: You'd probably be quicker doing it yourself tonight because. By time she sends someone, you're going to be walking, going through the streets anyway, heading towards Mary. You can easily find a telegraph shop that would be able to send that message.
4: Okay, then I would do that just to, you know, basically really quickly say, you're in deep shit. Get the hell out. I will find you eventually. Stay safe. Good luck.
1: Simona comes down. She's dressed. She's accordingly. Evelyn hands her a flask, uh, a very nice flask. Everyone, Simona, you can say your goodbyes. You're the first one out the door.
4: I wish you all luck. Evelyn, if anything happens, thank you very much for supporting me and for sheltering me when no one else would.
5: Uh, Bruno, while while that is going on concurrently, while everybody was getting ready to get left out and whatever, Mm -hmm. uh, I did have something that I wanted to try and concoct if I could. Okay, here at Evelyn's house or at the university? Uh, at Evelyn's house with whatever okay. whatever chemicals that I assume a well-made brownstone would have for cleaning agents and such. Absolutely, uh, yeah. try and make either like a signal flare or like a smoke bomb or something mm-hmm. so that if anybody gets in trouble, they can try and just yeet it up as high as they can. And we'll so you're trying to that. make
1: multiples? Yeah, by, I uh...
5: for, for one for each group of people. Preferably,
0: will serve right, so, as a signal, just so we all kind of have like an a idea. Danger signal. Okay, because I believe before anybody leaves, we should have a sort of, you know, everything's going okay, proceed as planned, or a everything went very, very, very badly.
1: So, Doctor, what I can do for you? The the, the fastest way to do this would be to harness ammonia, and vampires can keep their senses fairly high that way if anybody you know smashes one of these vials to the ground and there's a heavy ammonia smell um, they would know to back away okay that that would probably cuz anything that you're going to try to with a multiple a multifaceted you know chemical reaction and teaching them how to use it and getting it bottled in time that's going to take a lot of time okay now you could push the you could push the clock back simona hasn't walked out you can push back to 2 a.m. but that leaves mary now you're starting you know you're getting down to that no, I think the,
5: the ammonia thing is a, a fine idea i just want there to be some way so that and honestly i don't think simona would be the one using it necessarily but if um you know rosamund has to roll out because you know her thing went sideways there should be some signal for her but i think it would be best for everybody to have one in case you know, Mary Reed, let's say, decides to go ham and tries to one v Whitechapel and gets overrun.
1: So ammonia would probably be your the best your best use of it. Go ahead, and you won't even need to make a roll. Um, you have more than enough. There's more than enough cleaning supplies and things you can mix with the ammonia to make it super super strong. Just give me um, give me a science roll
0: anyway. Go ahead. Okay, so
5: just science or science and intelligence?
1: Science and intelligence, and you only need fives. Five or higher.
0: And if there's any way I can help him if he needs it, I'm, I'm here.
1: Yeah. Let's see what he gets, Paul. Maybe may, we'll let him... Yeah. We can adjust if we need it. Okay, cool.
5: Uh, three successes off of seven dice rolls.
1: On five or better. Oh, okay. All right, so Brenner helps you as well. You're able to produce uh, three vials each for each person of ammonia before you run out of things that would otherwise it would start to dilute it enough. So you give each of the, of the entire team, three vials each, and you're able to do that. And now it's 10, 15, you're able to do Simona's first. She goes out the door and she makes her way. Yes. My
5: dear, if anything goes uh, wrong, just uh, smash this as hard as you can, and uh, hopefully the wind will carry the scent to us, and we will know that something is, uh, well,
4: afoul. Thank you, Doctor, and please guard yourself tonight. I hope to see you all come later tonight. And with that, she heads out the door.
1: Rosmond, you and Sarah comes over. She's dressed in, you know, not actual like breastplates and stuff, but she's definitely dressed in loose clothing, um, a white poets type shirt. She's got, you know, comfortable trousers on good, good hardy boots, a big sword strapped across her back. And she's wearing a tartan set uh, the tartan pleated around her waist and up over her shoulder with a, definitely a pin. And she looks at you and she says, well, mage, if you're ready, I'm as ready as I'll ever be. probably should make our way, have to get up high from what this, I understand about this. Is that right? You know where this flagstad street is.
3: Yes, I marked it on a map and she brought out a little mini version of Whitechapel that she has a lot of different notes and papers in like hidden pockets in her dress and such. Then she's like, yes, it's right here and we're going to spread out here, but I'm going to need you to be my eyes and ears because I may lull my head back and start saying things in Latin and then you can't talk to me.
1: I had a few men do that in my time. But for different reasons, let's go.
3: Oh. So Rosamond is a <laughs> Eh? She likes punches her. So- <laughs>
1: yeah, you don't want to punch her. That's okay.
3: So it was a it was a light <laughs> like it's a jesting punch. I,
1: I mean, and I'm t- I- and again, you're still a tremere. You don't touch people. You're rogue from X Men. They-, they get very nervous when you touch them. So that's fine. She just gives you a look like please don't try to ensorcer me. I don't want to have to punch you. So Rosamund begins to say her goodbyes. Anything you want to say to the team before you leave the scene, Rosamund?
3: Uh, I got one of the ammonia vials from the good doctor. I assume
1: three of them. Correct.
3: She just gives a light thumbs up.
1: Let's go over to Ashenbrenner. Ashenbrenner, you had a, a thought that and a plan that you were going to try to contact Maurice, correct?
0: Yes, uh, I'm going to let everybody know after hearing Evelyn mention horny dock workers I'm thinking the antithesis of horny dock workers is chaste religion people. So I'm going to run over to uh my meat pig and uh see if I can get angelic on his ass and cajole him at the last minute to get as many of his parishioners as possible to to sing hymns of praise and call down the Lord Himself to forgive these poor, misguided souls who just want to fuck, because nothing's worse than that. So, yeah, <laughs> clergus
1: interrupt us. Yeah. So, yes, <laughs> Congregationists interrupt us. The uh, so Ashen Brenner has this plan. You do have a the, probably the di- furthest distance to move to travel. Uh, you're fairly quick. Maurice may not be. So, do you want to take extra money for? for- coaches do you want to borrow do you have enough coin on you do you have anything in your backgrounds under finances
2: let I him take do. the ferrari
1: <laughs> he's gonna need like several coaches lined up
0: lauren to make a big enough distraction i have i have a three in resources because i feel like over the years you know i'm an artist people commission me for you know kinky stuff yeah Kinky stuff and fountains. So you you're able to yeah, once you once you get
1: to uh once you get over to Maurice's uh district of the city, you can have several coaches waiting along the way. And then he can try to rally up, you know, the more passionate parishioners that he has in his hamlet. All right, so Ashenbrenner, Brenner, you are you are vial, armed with your three vials. You're armed with your three extra blood points in a flask that Evelyn has set up on the table.
0: And my three Molotovs or my nap- napalm Molotovs, yeah. And Doctor, you have two of those, yes. Just to be uh, sure, yes, correct. Okay, All right. So, any
1: other f- any other goodbyes or farewells? We're shooting for one a.m. is the target there, time.
5: Yes, there, there's one thing that might ruin those dock workers' days worse than a bunch of religious folks showing up and telling them of the evils of their carnal desire. And that would be if police came and stopped those say dock doc workers from beating on said religious people. I shall hunt down PC Neil and arrange for more distractions.
1: Excellent. Okay. So doctor, you have your three Molotovs and your three ammonia parcels of ammonia that you were able to create for yourself and the rest of the team. And as Ashenbrenner heads out the door waving his goodbyes and wishes everyone luck as well, I'm sure, (laughs) you follow him out into the darkness and make your way towards PC Neal's domicile.
5: Yes, definitely not looking for him in Whitechapel. Hopefully he's off duty tonight.
1: Yeah, he should be home. Okay, so that's Simona out the door, Rosman and Sarah out the door. That's Ashenbrenner and the Doctor out the door, leaving you, Evelyn, to take care of your business and get things rolling.
2: Yes, so we are bringing um quite a large sum of coin to bring down to the docks mm-hmm. um also there was the idea briefly spoken about off camera to create a party bus and bring a carriage into whitechapel and throw money out of it bringing even mm-hmm. more poor people into the streets to cause a ruckus as they chase the party bus i am more than willing to do that as well <laughs>
1: You're a
5: selfless person. I love it. Just make sure you're wearing your purple and green dress when you do that.
2: Yes. Exactly. Purple and green?
0: Just rock this from, party like nobody can. From the original Batman movie.
2: Oh, which, oh,
3: oh,
0: Which I was a babe when it
1: came out as well. I was fairly young when it came out, so I can only imagine. I think I was maybe 16, so I maybe mean, not a babe, but young. You take extra cash, you, you know, pound notes, Sh- you know shillings five pence anything you can get your hand on from the safe and you make your way down to the better carriage that you have and head down to the docks actually so, yep
2: i've just thought of something i do can't, it quickly i can't get in to create party bus until the sigils come down correct so in you a second anthony in a second carriage
1: <laughs> sacrifice him
5: <laughs> No, he's human. He wouldn't get picked up. He wouldn't By get right. everybody assume that I'm beating up on Anthony all the time.
2: so in a second carriage, Anthony will be given money to he he's going to instruct the driver go into Whitechapel around twelve forty five one a m and just start throwing money.
1: Wow,
0: if Anthony <laughs> is our savior. That is going to be the most incredible thing ever. <laughs> so oh. he
1: says, M- M- Mistress, you-, you-, you wish me to disperse these funds in Whitechapel? Yes, Anthony. <laughs> um, and-, and-, and just just throwing them into the street hither and thither, ma'am? May- maybe sing a little song and do a little dance while you're at it.
2: <laughs> uh- really
5: draw the attention.
2: Exactly, Anthony. Um, you, to my knowledge, you have a cousin who's in the theatre, correct?
1: Uh, yes, ma'am. Used to be on the police force. Left it. Not too long ago, I believe. Join the theatre.
2: Excellent. So, just embody him. Um, Think of yourself as a reverse highwayman. A Robin Hood, if you will. Dispersing the funds of the evil wealthy to the destitute poor.
1: Is there a, is there a section of the city that or the district that you wish me to to focus on, ma'am? I mean, it's rather dangerous down there after dark.
2: I I know, and you will be perfectly safe from the confines of the carriage. The driver will be with you. He'll have a gun, but what I would like from you is uh, keeper. I don't know the names of these streets, but I want. Yep, him so to, I don't want him to be in front of the brothel because that's just going to get like muddy. Mm-hmm. But like around, like in the a couple of blocks surrounding the brothel, we can mark them for him on a map.
1: Yes. So Prescott, he wants to focus on Prescott and Bennett All right. are the two big streets that are going to uh, sort of get him near the brothel, but not in, anywhere on Flagstaff or Candace Lane, which is where those two big events are going to need to occur. So if you're trying to create a, a an outer distraction around there, it would be Bennett and Prescott. You tell that to the driver. Anthony walks into the kitchen. And comes out with a pot and a very large ladle, and he stands in front of you and says, "I'm ready, mistress."
2: And you look stunning. Um, I have every confidence in you, Anthony. Hopefully, I will see you later this evening if everything goes well. Give
1: Anthony a hard slap on the back. Good man. Good man. The ladle goes off the bottom of this large pan. He's like, "Thank you, sir. Good to see you, sir." Quite, quite. And uh, do do enjoy yourself, Anthony. This should be a night to remember. Okay, he tries not to cry over that and takes the coin and heads to the coach. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) Very, very very concerned. So, Evelyn, let's just stick with you. Yes. Uh, You get down to the docks. You make your way around the Whitechapel district uh, and come in towards um, by the waterfront. The warehouses are primarily closed, though at this time of night. How are you thinking of rousing these dock workers? There are a few that mill about, and they you know there's taverns and things in the area. That's where you might find most of your workers. But for the, you know back then, twenty four hour d- days were very long. But by ten ten thirty at night, they things were already starting to to settle down. Most people didn't run a twenty four hour business like that.
2: Right. Do I have any ships that would have become that would be coming in in the evening? Because that would be a place where there's definite people of my employ there.
1: Go ahead and give me. There is absolutely nothing
2: for luck that gets and, you
1: for luck. Yeah. So go ahead and make me a roll on a D10 and tell me if it's high or low. It is high. Then you've yes, they are. There is some goods that have been in, and you have one of your foremen still doing an inventory that was supposed to be coming off the ship. It was delayed a few hours in its arrival due to some weather delays, but it's here now, and he's taking stock and making sure all the goods are present.
2: Excellent. Um, I know th- Do I know this man personally?
1: Yes, his name is Stephen. He's one of your one of your foremen.
2: Oh, excellent. Um, I arrive to uh, his office, his desk. Uh,
1: he's actually in the warehouse itself with one or oh, two other people Yep, excellent. he's going through like just checking things like customs just counting off you know pieces on the pallets and stuff like that and he sees you walk in and his eyes go like absolutely wide madam wolf what brings you to us
2: nothing but uh pleasant tidings uh this evening Stephen. Uh, oh uh what are we checking in this evening this is the shipment from from greece correct
1: Uh, Yes, ma'am. Lots of uh, olive oil and some other spices and supplies and some things from Turkey that met up in uh, Greece with this particular ship, ma'am. Yes. Um, Still have maybe about an hour, hour or two's worth of work, but so far everything's been accounted for. Very few things damaged. Very lucky considering the storm.
2: Wonderful. I'm glad to hear of it. And you've done some excellent work for me, Stephen. You and all of the men here. Thank you, ma'am. I would like to reward you ma'am, for your many years of service. There is, it's a small bit of business, unusual business. Yes, but a small bit of business, but mainly pleasure in the literal sense. I would like you to take yourself, any, any boys that are left behind, uh, from unloading any of your friends, people from a local tavern, and with as much expediency as possible, get to Whitechapel and go to this brothel. I give them the name. What is the name of the brothel?
1: Vince's at this point.
2: Okay, great. And, <laughs> <go> to- <laughs> and, um, and Stephen, you're to take as many men as possible. I'll fund the entire operation and go to Vince's in Whitechapel and have yourself um, drinks a hell of a good time.
1: Okay. It is the 1800s. I understand. I'll Alba- bait the late 1800s. You.
2: I'm a, a late, of- I know. I don't know how else to say go to the brothel and and, and F shit up. Like, I don't I, know how else to say that.
1: <laughs> right. So let's talk about your skills.
2: Oh, nugget.
1: <laughs> your disciplines Probably are not going to help him and help you in this situation. No, do you have you don't have dominate? Correct.
2: I have a I have a one word dominate. The worst I could say is go brothel, and that's like
1: <laughs> no, that's two words. <laughs> that's two. Yeah. So right now you're oh, attempting no, to oh convince Lord. okay men that a woman is going to pay for their pleasure <laughs> at a brothel because they've done good work for her. Now, while this is incredibly.
2: It's it's like when your boss gives you an Amazon gift card or an Applebee's trip.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> That's if you get a couple of 5 pound note in your pay packet. Which okay. this is like your boss walks in and sends you on a 6 week cruise up to Asia. This is like this is so unheard of and so different. So why I'm, don't you give me a role on I'm manipulation? Ex- I'm an
2: excellent employer. Okay. Call the better Call the Better Business Bureau.
1: You have manipulation
2: mm-hmm.
1: and empathy.
2: Oh, the reason no I'm saying I don't. It,
1: okay. Do you have... Now, you can present this a little bit different as more... Uh, do you have streetwise or leadership?
2: I have foreign leadership.
1: Okay. So instead of presenting this as I'm the most benevolent employer, with leadership, you might say, Hey, guys, we're making a move into that district. I'm willing to pay you handsomely just to go in and carouse and make a scene and sort of this disreputable business. I just want you to be a thorn in their side tonight. Don't get yourselves hurt, but really go in there and live it up. I don't care how you do it. And don't specifically say, buy every whore in the brothel. You let them, their imaginations work. But if you go from a leadership perspective and you go down that way, I'll, I'll easily allow that role with manipulation.
2: Okay. Um, All right, that was most excellent. I love this plan. Good, it's my plan but more refined. Love it. Well, okay.
1: it's your plan. And does it doesn't make you look like,
2: <laughs> like
1: you know, some. Yeah, it's just you, you, know, close your paras- you close your parasol. Take your gloves off. Look at him and go go hog wild, big man. You know, it's like that's just. <laughs>
4: oh Lord.
1: <laughs> yeah. So okay. go ahead and so a- after you're done speaking with him, he looks at you and says, "And how many men do you want me to bring with me, ma'am?"
2: How many can you get?
1: He looks at you and smiles and says, "How much are you paying,
2: Stephen? You know I treat all of you very fairly."
1: Absolutely, ma'am. And but to rouse the, to rouse the boys from their beds after a long day at work, it's just gonna it's gonna take more than a couple shillings, ma'am.
2: I understand that, Stephen. Um, how much was a pound? worth comparatively.
1: If you're offering each of them five pounds uh, at that rate, you could probably get 60, 70 guys. Because <laughs> five pounds is a lot for them. That's that's more than a week's wages.
2: Okay. Um, Stephen, for yourself, I'd like to give you six pounds. And for each of the rest of the boys that come, three.
1: Okay. Go ahead and give me a, a roll. That's still very generous. We're going to say that you need on your leadership and manipulation and you need three successes to convince, two successes to convince him to go and then how many? tell me how many successes you have past two.
2: Okay, so I've done the roll. So I have a four in leadership and a four in manipulation. I have one, two, three, four, five successes, one of them critical.
1: Nice. So that's actually six or five total?
2: Nice. Um, Five total, one of them critical.
1: But you counted the critical as two, right?
2: Oh, a critical counts as two, then six. Yeah.
1: So you have six successes. That's excellent. Correct. Okay. So, Stephen is going. You need two points to convince him. That leaves you four additional points. Lauren, roll me 4d10. Okay. Add them together.
2: And on this one, I didn't roll so hot. I got 10.
1: Total on four dice? Yeah. OK, well, that's all right, because I was going to let you double it anyway. So because the success you did good. So you have 20 dock workers heading down into Candace Lane to go to Vince's whorehouse. You've done everything you can. What's your we're going to jump to somebody else in a moment. But where are you heading? What's your plan? Anthony is walk, you know, riding around London at this point, getting ready to go into Whitechapel at about 1245. It's now a little after 11 for you, say close to 1130. You have an hour and a half. Are you going back in or are you heading back to your building?
2: Do I know where the good doctor is going? Because he is going to be by himself. And it may be a good idea to, you know.
1: Well, the doctor in Jess said something, and maybe he was being serious, of going back to the university afterwards. But doctor, is that your plan?
5: As of right now, yes. Depending on how things play out with PC Neal.
1: So okay. then, Evelyn, you, you don't know where he's going to be. All
2: right, then. You, you, you
1: do know where Rosamond is doing her ritual, though.
2: In that case, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take the most, you know, circuitous way to get to Whitechapel. Wait outside
1: the district until one o'clock?
2: Wait outside the district until, you know, if I smell ammonia, I'm blanketing Rosamond. If I, you know, I want to be able to see her building, but I don't want to be anywhere near a sigil. If, that, if that's at all possible. All
1: right. So yeah, we'll get you somewhat close. Great. Let's go over to Dr. Jackal. The last two we're going to do, by the way, is Simona and Rosamond. We want everything. I want to know if Mary Reed goes and then if she gets through the sigils at the same time. So Dr. Jackal, you make your way towards PC Neal's house. You get there. Um, probably right around eleven eleven o'clock. Okay. Um,
5: so it's eleven o'clock. Are there any lights on in uh, the residence that I can see?
1: Yeah, people people were still milling about. Children went to bed, you know, long day, but the, the parents are still up. And there's a fire. You can see a small crackle of a fire through the window. He has a, a a very he lives modestly, even for a police officer. But the home is still clean and and acceptable. It's it's you know part of a, a row of buildings. But he's 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 still awake. You see him there in this like through the window.
5: Okay. Um, is it a first floor window or is it uh higher up? Okay. So I would walk up to the, the, the window and take my walking stick and just give a little quick double rap on the window. Just like
1: Okay. Rap, rap. You see a woman's face appear and move the curtains out and see you. And then she says something over her shoulder and a gentleman comes up and, and moves it away and, you know, tells her. Everything's going to be okay. You kind of see his mouth moving and she looks out again and she's like, who is this at this time of night? You know, the, the things women do when, you know, friends show up in the middle of the night and they don't know why, uh, <laughs> or acquaintances and colleagues. So he gets her to calm down, walks over to the front door. He's in a, just a, you know, a regular undershirt suspender still on with his pants. And he opens the door and he steps outside and closes it behind him. And he says, sir, a, what, what, what brings you here? Here's PC
5: Neil, please uh, just step around the corner with me for a moment, please. And I will, um, without waiting for him to reply, I'll just kind of walk around the corner and just lean against the
1: wall. So I'm not properly dressed to be. He starts following you. He's like, um, I'm not really dressed here, sir. Is it? This must be a dire situation. How? How can I help you?
5: Yes, well, PC, uh, it has come to my attention. That there is a certain establishment in Whitechapel, which of course I know is your district du jour, run by a gentleman of some ill repute named Vincent. Is that correct?
1: Uh, We are aware of him, sir. Yes.
5: It has come to my attention that, well, there will be a large number of rustabouts, larger than usual, even for Whitechapel congregating in that area this evening, and I fear that the usual number of bobbies in the district for a midweek evening will prove to be woefully insufficient. And, well, despite his reputation, Vincent is, uh, I suppose you could say, an acquaintance of mine. So I would very much appreciate, in the way that I appreciate your other services, if you could make certain that Vincent's part of Whitechapel was well-policed this evening.
1: Um, Sir, normally our arrangements tend to be a little bit more clandestine uh, than me rousing the suspicion of the brothers in, in blue. Well, what makes you think that something like this is going to happen how i he says um as a a, a gentleman I, i'm just not sure how, how did you come by this information sir well i mean how
5: do i come by any of the information i have usually very specific requests for what i am looking for do i not
1: ah oh, you do that's that's true Which
5: means that I have uh, my own means of gathering information. Do you honestly believe that I have asked you over all these several years to acquire corpses for my own sick macabre desires? Or do you think perhaps there are other individuals who may or may not be involved with these transactions?
1: I really didn't put a mind to it, sir. As, to...
5: Well, you shouldn't. That is why we have had such a fantastic business relationship. But as I've stated, I have come across this information, and despite your uncharacteristic questioning as to how or why, it is information that I feel I must act upon for my own interests and the interests of others. Uh, if you do not wish to pad your pockets for the future of your young children— then that is your business, and I shall be on my way. However, I do not know if any further services will be required of you in the
1: future. Okay, that, went to, that became intimidation, Dr. Jackal, which was well done. So intimidation and manipulation, please. I hope that's the skill you wanted to use, because that came out that way.
5: I was, I was hoping for some subterfuge, but... Some uh, sub-
1: well, well, if you yeah. don't like it, you can piss off. <laughs> I don't have to pay you anymore
5: intimidation i've got a big fat zero in oh
1: i was what's your subterfuge uh
5: manipulation i've got a three and subterfuge i have a
1: three okay i'll give you uh two of the three of the subterfuge so you have a five and you're looking for sixes or better two successes no critical failures he eyeballs you odd you didn't produce any coin though or any any notes at this point right mike
5: uh Usually we pay for services after they're rendered in our relationship. So that shouldn't be too odd.
1: Okay. I was just wondering if it would add to his like seeing money up front, you know, like bait for a Falcon, you usually give it a little something. I was just trying to see if I could make the, the argument a little stronger, but that's fine. No, if that's normally how you do it,
5: I would have money on me. Um, and if he seemed like he was kind of hemming on it a little bit, He's a little hesitant. Um, I would take out my billfold and or money clip or whatever it was and just start very, I need a sound effect machine, very
1: loudly peeling off bills from the billfold. His eyes definitely become more agreeable to your, to your request. He's depending on what you hand him. Uh, he may be able to motivate several other officers to go down to the district with him and begin blowing their whistles or doing whatever it is you need them to do by per your instruction. If you're only sending him, that's fine, too. It will definitely cause a row or, you know, at least get some people motivated. But he does know other cops that are willing to do a little side work. So it's how much do you want to give him? And we'll go from there. Um,
5: Since I do want other cops involved. Uh, I will peel off six times the normal amount of our transactions. So a, a sizable sum.
1: Yeah, that's sizable. Probably,
5: probably close to like 30 pounds. Yep. And now, PC Neil, I must say that I am actually quite impressed by your resolve in this manner. This is not entirely for you. I leave it to you to decide what an appropriate... Fee might be for additional officers, but please. And I pass him over the 30 pounds. Don't spend it all in one place.
1: Okay. He's, um, his eyes light up and he goes, Right, sir. And this is, uh, you said Vince's down in, uh, in Whitechapel off Candace Lane. And you want the boys and I to head down there immediately, sir, right now. Uh, Some time around, making your
5: way down there now would not be remiss. However, wait for the large group of rustabouts to appear before any trouble brewing becomes apparent. Uh, there's no need for an unnecessary disruption of Vincent's evening unless uh, it's for his own protection and own good.
1: Very well, sir. Mike, go ahead and give me a D10 roll. I rolled a 10, so I don't know what you were looking for, but I rolled a 10. 20 dock workers are going to converge with 10 police officers. Oh, that would be (laughs) fine, I'm sure. (laughs) That should be no problem. (laughs) All right. So, Dr. Jackal, you have succeeded in getting PC Neal motivated. He grabs his jacket without saying much to his wife. Puts on his uniform, you know, in spit spot condition as quickly as he can, gets his shoes, his boots on, buttons them up and begins immediately heading down to the towards Whitechapel with his 30, you know, the 30 pound notes you gave him. Motivated to wake several other officers, you're hoping enough, you rolled well, uh, to that some of them have young wives or girlfriends or things of other nature and family obligations. And he's getting them ready to go down and be ready to go into Vince's at the allotted time. Well done.
5: And I will, um, after after having seen the expenditure that I have just laid out, I am going to go to a pub several blocks outside of the Whitechapel district, but as close to the, you know, the way you would get into the district to get into, uh, to get over to Vince's, but outside of the district to hopefully not set off any alarms or anything of uh, whatever people may be looking
1: about. Yeah, well, on the map, uh, Rosamond indicated that Wall Street should be safe. You know, hopefully it'll be safely outside of it. And it does look straight down Candace. If Wall Street and Candace intersect. And if you go three blocks in Candace uh, on Candace Lane, that's where Vince's brothel is.
5: Okay. And I happen to know, I don't know about in the 19th century,
1: but on Wall Street, there are pubs. So I will go to one of those. That is correct. <clears throat> okay. So not a problem. You take your position there. Uh, they are Some are still open. The seedier ones, many of them close down around 11, but by the time you get there, it's about 12, 20, 12, 30. You sit yourself down and uh, I guess have a beverage and see what happens. All right, so we are now over to Ashenbrenner. Ashenbrenner, you arrive at Baldistrad's close to 11.15. You had the slightly longest journey, but you do get there by 11.15. And Maurice is, as usual, sipping a, a brandy curled up in front of the fire.
0: How do you want to approach him? I am going to be a little quick and dirty about this. So I think what I'm going to do is try and um, just get behind him. And uh, so, I'm sorry, the, the lighting in the room, what are we talking about? Candles? Just
1: from the fireplace. Yeah. A couple candles off by, his by some sort of a writing desk, but for the most part right now, it's just primarily lit from the, fu- you know, from the fireplace.
0: Okay. Um, I'm going to just try and stay behind him as much as I can, but just make him feel my presence as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go with a uh, Fanuel. So just a, the more angelic of the two.
1: Of course. All right. So yeah, especially if we're trying to get him to mo- not be oh, in the yeah.
0: ball in the corner of the room.
1: <laughs> so you sneak in through the top uh, window, you make your way in without, just go ahead and give me a, uh, a stealth and dexterity check just for the
0: noise. Oh, goodness. Okay. A nine and a six. Okay. So two successes.
1: Okay. So yeah, that's, that's fine. You, you creep your way up through the, uh, you know, up the, the Ivy trestle and make your way into his, into one of those spare rooms at, at the re- at the rectory or the, you know, the lodge attached to the church. Uh, you see the familiar staircase. You're able to get down fairly quietly, sneak your way around. And you're now like off, you know, behind the the reading, you know, his reading chair and that sits by the fireplace.
0: Okay, I'm just going to turn on the presence, just kind of make him feel, you know, the light of the Lord, and just just real close and real whispery. My child, I am in great need of you. You've come.
1: I'm so glad you came. The other night I was assaulted.
0: I'm going to cut him off. I'm going to cut him off. My child, I know. I can smell the stench of the demon Abraxas on you. You... Seek purgation. You seek forgiveness. And I can give you that forgiveness if you will aid me, aid our Lord, in his time of need.
1: Of of course, but... You've you've said that you've been able to cleanse me before, and I need protection, do you hear? I can't go through that again. I'll silence
0: him, I'll silence him. My son... Would you ask something of an angel? Just kind of get real choked up.
1: I'm mortal. I'm I'm a man, and I've been besieged in my own home. Don't you understand?
0: Shh, my child. My poor soft boy. I know. I need you. To help me purge this demon's presence from the skin of this world. I need you to reach into the hearts of your parishioners, of your flock, and send them to one of the most evil pits in this besotted city.
1: Of of course. Of course. Where where do you need us to go? I mean, it is late. I would have to rouse them. What is it that you wish? Where, where where, where are you sending us?
0: My son, I would never send you into the jaws of darkness alone. I will give you a drop of the Lord's blood. Close your eyes. Tilt your head back and open your mouth.
1: Okay, you give him... Go ahead and give me a manipulation and... Hmm. You, you have subterfuge. You said right.
0: I do indeed.
1: Yeah. Go ahead. Throw that with for me. Okay. This is going to be a little bit of a harder success. Blood, because again, he's Anglican, so the blood of the Lord should be You know, that's that's very Catholic type conversation. Sure. Uh, it's a little bit disconcerting to him, but again, you're angelic, so he's not aware of your ways. So let me t- tell me what you get for successes.
0: Okay. okay. Seven here. Let's go. Okay. Seventy should. Be. We Try got a, a pig swell. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I think probably suck me. Anyway, uh so we got <laughs> a critical pass and a critical fail, and then an eight, a six, a nine, and an eight. So four oh, wow,
1: so still four successes. All right. So what
0: are I give him, boys?
1: Yeah, what are you actually giving him?
0: I'm gonna give him one drop of the rando blood that I got from one of Evelyn's wine cellar.
1: You have an option here where you could use your own and ghoul him. Um but that would take that would take some of his will away and he would become more compliant to you um you know he would start to basically change to where doctor jackal is uh you could do that because you've now convinced him to open his mouth and do that i want to offer that to you but if you're going to use the fake blood that's just i mean the random blood, yeah. as you said, not fake.
0: Here's That's thing. fine too. I still have no respect for him. I have as much respect Agreed. for him as a, as a as a, a carpenter does for a hacksaw. So I would n- never give him any of my blood. You right? would never give him. Okay, so yeah. there you go. All right. So
1: he t- you put some of it on his mouth on his tongue. He's re- reviled and repulsed and feeling incredibly off by the whole process. He's he's shaking. He's confused, but he he swallows it. And his eyes open wide and, you know, he has this um, this proxy effect, this sort of, uh, what do they call it? when Placebo the,
0: effect, exactly. Placebo,
1: yeah. Yep. He has a placebo effect that <laughs> he's done something, you know, blessed and virtuous.
0: Yeah. He's taken, yeah. So then I'm just going to whisper at one of the clock, Vince's whorehouse. And then give him the address. And then I'll say it again and say it again and say it again and just kind of softer, softer as I leave.
1: Of course, uh, uh, of course, I must, I must rouse them. I must, <clears throat> I must. Uh, Emily, I will have to get Emily and and Catherine. Catherine, or, and of course, there's uh, Denise and her family. She'll, she has that one sister that's a little crazy. And he starts putting his clothes on. You know, gets his jacket because he was dressed again, uh, dressed casually for the evening, but still casual in the 19, in the eighteen hundreds didn't mean lounge pants. It was, <laughs> you know, he just took your suit jacket off. So he was. He gets his jacket on. He's he uh he secures the fireplace seems to be motivated though to move quickly he's he's starting to, to go and he's and he starts he makes his way are you gonna stay and watch him for a few moments or are you in a rush to get back
0: just to make sure that like it worked and then I'm out the door uh getting to where I have to be because I'd also maybe like to uh kind of be uh rosamond's backup backup mm-hmm. no absolutely
1: so right now you, you there was an option to bring carriages with you um we'll say that they have
0: the money yeah
1: yeah so you start rousing up some carriages uh and getting them all there do you want to let him know that those are for him or tell the driver hey when you see the, the the minister show up you know take them to this address
0: um yeah i'll do that just in case uh, just in case maurice is a little slow on the uptake gotcha okay so you line up five carriages that's enough to fit uh six people per ca-
1: per coach if they really squeeze ass in, which is not a problem. So we're going to go ahead and make a roll. Now you did really, really successfully. So go ahead and give me a roll of, you had four successes for Maurice, correct? All right. So go ahead and give me a roll. You only needed one with the blood because you're in you're, your you're angelic form. Go ahead and roll 3d10 for me.
0: Okay. 3d10.
1: And we're going to add five to whatever you roll. All right. We've got a four, a three, and a 10. Okay. So 17 plus five is 23. So he was able to rouse, um, by midnight, 23 parishioners with songbooks. He is absolutely, you know, as you're watching him go, he rings the church bell vigorously. Almost like you're pumping Doctor Jackal's hand. Uh, Just this, (laughs) (laughs) you know, just this massive, you know, upper body strength you didn't even know he had left in him. He's ringing, ringing, ringing. People start coming out, thinking there's some sort of a fire or something's gone terribly wrong. And he says, "The angel of the Lord has come and he has spoken to me tonight directly." And they're all like, "Uh huh." But he begins this impassioned, impassioned speech, and he tells them that. This den of inequity where young women are forced to lay down, you know, with with heaving man flesh and sweaty, (laughs) sweaty sailors from across the sea carrying God knows what into our city only to give CDs. Yeah, Samsung STDs. (laughs) And he goes on with, you know, how venereal disease is the biggest, biggest issue going on and it's killing people. Syphilis is a killer he gets people really motivated and he's like and the lord said that we must tonight we must stop these women we must we must be there to let them know of their ways and sure enough he's able to rouse 23 parishioners they are running a few minutes late but they will be there a little after 1 a.m. and they are loading into the carriages he gets into the first one and he he absolutely is embodying bodying that the uh Evangelical minister from Kansas, the one during the civil the the uh, the Civil
0: War oh,
1: when uh, George Brown was
0: name George Brown? yeah Sam
1: John Brown John Brown the, the, John the, Brown I
0: think heathens in the hands of an angry God whatever you got it yeah
1: yeah yeah Dick. yeah so he is just he has got these guys these ladies and these men and women most of the women rifled up like they are just it's now you know judgment comes and he's flipping out. And the longer he goes, the more impassioned he gets. And sure enough, you know, you stay just long enough to see him start rousing them. And then you had you start making your way back with your celerity. Beautiful. So you'll be there in plenty of time. All right, gang. So far, so good. We have the two big ones left. All the auxiliary got their their forces lined up. They've done well with their roles. <clears throat> Simona. Yes. <laughs> it's time, Simona.
4: I don't like that laugh you're using.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you make your way down towards the uh, the packing district, and sure enough, uh by about eleven thirty, you've come up you're able to ask questions, move about the city enough where you believe you have pinpointed this particular den that the bruja or Bruja clan has used in the past for their f- informal meetings of the younger members of the of the family. And walking down the street, you think you spy Mary Reed. And she is walking away from you.
4: Um, I quicken my pace and I call out to her. I go, Miss Reed, Miss Reed, if I could have a moment, please.
1: Her head turns. She looks back at you for a second. Her hat pissed. She is dressed exactly like she would have been in Jamaica. Uh, when she was alive, she doesn't seem to hide much. Uh, she does keep to the shadows a little bit better than, you know, most of your standard Brugia of the family, but she uh, she sees you. She kind of looks back and says, Miss Delatore huh, hmm. what brings you here?
4: I need to speak with you about urgent matters. Is there anywhere nearby that we may talk privately?
1: Well, follow me. She goes down uh, behind this one building. It has a large yard, a lot of storage places and where, you know things like that. And there's a, a large group of pallets mar- left outside. They're all marked with different languages from where these goods are being transported to. And she leans up against one of the pallet pallet stacks and says, should be quiet enough here. What can I do for you, Miss Della Torre? Very busy.
4: I understand, and thank you for agreeing to meet with me.
1: I didn't agree to it. I just, you just happened to ask me if I could talk.
4: Well, you're here. And anyway, I'm coming here to ask a favor of you on behalf of the Prince. in recovering Bartholomew of Clan Nosferatu.
1: You're here on Prince's business. I thought I am. And why would he send you to me?
4: Seeing as everyone else is getting all the other moving parts ready to free Bartholomew from where he's being kept, I came here to speak with you, to convince you to come and help us.
1: Moving parts? What moving parts? Do you know where Bartholomew is? We do. And how long have you known this, Miss Della Torre?
4: Not long, ever since Elijah told me.
1: Elijah told you? That he did. Miss Elitore, the last time we spoke, I started to get a feeling that you weren't explaining everything clearly to me. I was hoping that it was just because of the stress of the fire. Now I'm starting to think that you might not be wholly honest with me. That you may be holding back and know things that are impeding this investigation. So, before I start getting physical, why don't you explain to me exactly what's going on here? I'm a very busy woman. I don't like to be played.
4: And I am also a very busy woman. Now here, I will tell you everything that you need to know. Elijah used me and Ashenbrenner of Clan Toriador as pawns in order to gain sympathy for the Toreador cause to uproot Kiernan's hold on London, on Clan Toriador. I don't agree with what he is doing. I was not completely honest with you when I first saw you at my burned manor because I didn't know what exactly was happening. I was still doing my own reconnaissance and figuring out everything. But now I am here asking for your help to right the wrongs that Elijah has set forward.
1: That's it. You're telling me that... That's it. You you just walk up to me and say, oh, when I met you last time, didn't tell you everything because I didn't know most of it. And Elijah's a bad guy, but I know where Bartholomew is. How did you come by that piece of information?
4: Elijah told me himself. When I went to confront him over how cavalier he was being at the fact that my home was attacked, and that he didn't seem to care that members of his own clan were attacked. That is when I found out that he is in league with the mages, with Teddy Brankowitz.
1: I keep hearing this name. In league with. Exactly does that mean? They're on an accord, they're working together, signed articles, what are they saying? What are they doing? Where's Bartholomew?
4: He's being kept with the mages. We have tracked him to this nearby warehouse with the assistance of Rosalind from Clan Tremere.
1: You know, I asked you before, you seem to be friends with that Evelyn Wolf. You're close friends, aren't you? I mean, you've been staying at her abode. I know that for a fact. So how much do you know of her? Because then I'm going to put a question to you. And if you lie to me, so help me God, I'll put you to ash right here. So, are you friends with her or not?
4: I am. I am on good terms with her. She is... It, she's more of a business friendly acquaintance. You know, she. I use her services, she uses mine. And I called upon a favor that she owed me to house me. You know her business. She was the safest bet when I did not know what was happening with me.
1: Fair enough. Now... Who else has been in that house of recent? Because I received a missive saying that a foreign dignitary showed up at her house, only to be turned around and make his way back out, trying to escape the city now. So why don't you tell me who else has been in that home of hers?
4: I believe that you already know.
1: If I knew, I wouldn't ask you.
4: I believe you're simply looking for confirmation, but you are correct. But he is out of the city now. To my knowledge, he is out of the city. Who? Her sire.
1: She cracks her knuckles. Names. I don't know her fucking lineage. Who?
4: Niccolo Machiavelli.
1: Bitch. She should have warned me more. Right. Right. So I get contacted by the primogen of Tremere to hunt down Niccolo Machiavelli, and the same night that that happens, your friend, who you've been staying with, you, come to me with information about Bartholomew's rescue and whereabouts. Are you trying to pull me off the scent? Because I know for a fact he had to be involved in this, in this, an attack against my family in the city of London, Miss Della Torre. I'm starting to think there's a lot of subterfuge going on here and I want to get to the truth. And if I have a chance to put Machiavelli in the ground, i do it. But, amazingly, you're bring me Bartholomew tonight. Hmm, what interesting timing, love. Because you know it's going to make me go after the primogen first, don't it? You're up to something, Simona. You and that bitch of yours are up to something.
4: I don't appreciate your insinuation. I am not up to anything. I have been nothing but honest with you here tonight.
1: No, you admitted you lied to me when we first met. You said it out of your own words. I didn't tell you the truth.
4: And I'm telling you the truth now. I said I have not lied to you tonight, and I have not. I am not in league with Evelyn. I am only here on business of the prince, fulfilling the task that he put to me to rescue Bartholomew, to clear up everything that is happening with Clan Toreador, to stop this civil war that is brewing here in London.
1: Where is he? Bartholomew, I mean. Where?
4: I tell her the location.
1: She's like, that's a group of buildings. And that's in the Mage's District. That's exactly where I've been told Tevi Brankowitz makes his strength, has his strength, and has his people. What am I supposed to do? Waltz in there and just get him? You said moving pieces were already in position. What moving pieces? By whom?
4: I would love to explain to you. Currently... Rosamond of Clan Tremere, is working on disabling the sigils that will alert the mages that we are in there, that we are in their area. There are several distractions putting, put in place currently to create an uprising in Whitechapel, create confusion. That should provide enough distraction for you and I. I will help you get in and out if you would like my help to retrieve Bartholomew and get him to safety so that he can testify.
1: What distractions? What people?
4: Right now, and she looks at a watch that she has, there should be about hmm, a couple dozen dock workers heading to a well-known brothel in the Whitechapel District, and then there will be a religious group coming, to protest said brothel and then after that to break up whatever will happen between the dock workers and the and the clergymen will be a group of police officers to create enough of a distraction enough confusion to allow us to safely go in and retrieve bartholomew with as minimal mage interference as possible
1: i know the district Tossed a few there myself in the past. And what time does all this start to happen? Because if I'm going to be going in there against mages, they're going to have to be pretty, pretty convinced that no one is coming for them tonight. 1 a.m. 1 a.m. And where's Elijah in all this? Funny how you're spilling your guts against him. Have you no loyalty to your own family and kin?
4: My loyalty and love for the city of London and the Camarilla outweighs my love for Elijah, who has done nothing but stabbed me in the back and used me as a pawn for his own game. He does not have the interests of Clan Toriador. in favor. I do. If I didn't interfere and if I didn't come here to retrieve you and retrieve Bartholomew, I don't know what would happen, but it certainly wouldn't be good. And I know that the rest of my kin in Clan Toriador will suffer, and I don't want to see that happen.
1: She looks you over. Go ahead and make your roll.
4: Oh, God. What am I rolling?
1: <laughs> you have your better option. You get a f- you get full numbers for manipulation and politics. You get half number on etiquette. So if your etiquette, if you have nothing in politics, you, you just take half your roll for etiquette, whatever that number is rounding down. Okay. Manipulation, you get the full amount. So what's your manipulation?
4: My manipulation is a four.
1: Okay, and what's your politics?
4: I have nothing in politics, however, I have a five in etiquette.
1: So you get, rounding down, you get, well, you know what, we'll round up. I'll give you the three. So you have seven dice.
4: Okay.
1: You need sevens. You would have needed sixes if you hadn't lied to her at the at the fire. I understand why you did it. Don't get me wrong. But you're now trying to convince her not to hunt Niccolò Paciovelli, a bishop, a cardinal, for God's sakes, a cardinal of the Sabbat, and go after Bartholomew, who she isn't even sure is going to be there and doesn't trust you 100%. You're going to need a few of these, but you need sevens and
0: higher.
4: Okay.
5: All right, everyone. No pressure. pressure. Dear
4: dear fuck, I'm sweating.
5: Oh, you're
4: you're sweating? I'm Dying over here. Okay, here we well, go. Well
5: that depends on how many crit fails you have. That's dice.
4: <laughs> Mike! <laughs> Mike! Ooh. All right. Good we noise. have two critical successes. Yes! We have two eights.
0: Jesus.
4: Oh, I'm sorry, three eights and a seven <gasps> and one two.
3: Oh bitch, I love you. Uh,
4: uh, I could mouth kiss uh, you right now.
1: Uh, <laughs> don't you get the COVID? You'll get the Samsung STDs. Um, <laughs> all right. She she looks at you. She pulls out a, her pistols. <laughs> she pulls out her pistols, checks the powder, puts them in her sash, hides a couple you didn't even know she had <laughs> <laughs> behind her coat in the back. Looks at you and says, all right, Delatore. All right. You got me thinking that you may know exactly where Bartholomew is. If he's not there, or if the mages kill him, hide, my girl. Because you're the only name that I'm coming for. Because I know this is going to give Niccolo time to get out of the city. And I'm going to have to explain to my fucking boss why I was sent down a rabbit hole. So, if this goes wrong, turn south on us or I get a bad wind and get blown off course, I'm coming for you. And she takes... He takes off like a bat out of hell. You don't want to you don't even want to reply to an Archon when they're that mad. Better let her go. <laughs> Honestly.
4: I was just gonna say, if I'm wrong, you have full permission to turn me to Ash right here and then she,
1: she has that anyway. Yeah. <laughs> she's <good. laughs> She she hot foots it right over the she climbs the wall like uh sort of like, you know, again in Coppola's Dracula when he's going down, he's scaling it. She just over the top and you and you just she's gone. Her speed was my, like very fast, because that's a big thing for them, their speed, and, and she just took, took off like a bat out of hell. Okay, Simona. You have Mary Reed in route.
4: Excellent. And I'm following very quickly behind her because I'm thinking I could probably use my auspecs to sense exactly where Bartholomew is. Maybe. Your
1: your auspex is really high, but they have him somewhat contained um so that scrying eyes couldn't find him. Okay. Um, the Tremere, so just for the background for listeners at home, the Tremere gave the tip off to Mary Reed that Niccolo was here so that if they got, they were hoping that they could get to him first because they have so many agents out there that they would say, oh, you know, no, we, we, we tipped you off. I mean, we wouldn't have him if, why would we tip you off and then capture him ourselves?" They did it as a ruse to kind of get Mary out there moving around and they were already trying to get to Niccolo. However, we'll find out what happened to Niccolo in a little bit, all right, so we are set up we're ready for the big uh the big the big ritual from rosamond. We'll see what happens with that, and then we'll uh we'll we'll get into the final situation on whether I gotta tell you guys you have you've got the numbers to do, pull this off so if you we, did very very well we have yeah, you're bringing three f- meat puppets. And that's without even screaming fire. Exactly.
2: <laughs> ah, okay. So we have 10 cops, 20 dock workers, 53 um Anglican meat puppets. And, and no, 23.
0: 23. We 23. have 53 total.
2: Okay. Yeah. 50 23 Anglican meat puppets mm-hmm. and a carriage with a beautiful simpleton throwing money.
0: <laughs> yeah. This chaos is-, is gonna be just just crispy deliciousness.
1: <laughs> yeah it's gonna be pretty hectic mm-hmm. in
0: the streets of Whitechapel.
3: crispy oh. <laughs> love it yeah oh.
0: it's texture man the, the oh, palpable chaos i love it like dew thank you for listening to
1: hellfire nights you can like share and subscribe to our show wherever you get your podcasts to help support our network of real play adventure shows please visit us at patreon.com forward slash the bardic college and for as little as three dollars a month you can get access to behind the scenes reels
3: Interviews with players and storytellers and exclusive adventures featuring your favorite characters from our shows.